Hello, everyone. Welcome to Young Christian Podcast. We want to welcome you to our podcast where we look at real world issues through the lens of a young Christian. Today, I want to talk about millennials and our work ethics. And here's my uh, here's my preface to all of this is this is not every millennial thinks um, this way that I am going to be talking about. But um, usually within a generation, uh, there tends to really be similarities in thought. Um, and this is what some people have observed. Um, and this is um, kind of aligns with my uh, philosophies, my personal philosophies when it comes to work as well. Um, it seems to me like millennials are really striving for a purpose and finding um, that in jobs that that's what they are primarily looking for is that they are focused, driven in making a plan and having that plan be purposeful. Um, I want to go to Proverbs 16 verse 9 and it says this, In their hearts, humans plan their course, but the Lord establishes their steps. And I really love that verse because it's so true. You know, we have our own plans that we want to do and accomplish and goals that we have, you know, especially for work, especially during our work ethics. And we, we tend to have um, these plans. Now, not everybody has plans. There are some people who just go, you know, they're free spirited. They don't want any plans. I totally get that. If that is you, if that's your train of thought, hey, that's cool. That's super unique. Um, I'm talking about uh, millennials who uh, tend to think in this same type of pattern. So here's an article that I found from ladders.com and it says this. Having worked extensively with millennials at my companies, I found they often work incredibly hard. But first, they need to feel like what they're working towards aligns with their own goals and aspirations. Specifically, I hired a lot of freshly graduated art history students to work as account representatives at Lofty.com. I ensured upon hiring them that I knew what they wanted to build in their careers and assured that their role within Lofty would amount to that end. This created a management-employee partnership. They worked hard for my company because they felt they were getting something out of it that benefited them. This may sound foreign to boomers. Boomers entered a company and were expected to pay their dues in order to move forward. The understanding was if they worked hard for the company for several years and the company benefited from their work, they'd be rewarded with pay raises and promotions. If they stayed with the company uh, long enough, they'd have a pension and a 401k. This was the bargain struck between an employee and company in the old days. You work hard and in exchange, we'll give you security and stability. Now boomers expect millennials to work for the same bargain. They think millennials want to progress too fast and aren't paying their dues, which comes off as lazy. Boomers often assume millennials are flighty and don't stay in their roles with any kind of commitment. What boomers don't realize is the other end of the deal they had. The end that's supposed to be a payoff for employees isn't there anymore. And honestly, this is so true, is that payoff is no longer there. It's no longer there. And I scratch my head and I'm like, this is so true. The, the pensions just are not there. And the payout to stay for 30, 40 plus years 
um, in a company just really aren't there for jobs anymore. Um, the benefits aren't there. Instead, millennials are really seeing this and saying, well, why am I going to work for a company if um, my purposes are not being fulfilled where ethically I feel like I'm not contributing to society or this really isn't following with my goals. Like this really isn't following uh, my, my dreams, my aspirations. Um, this company who wrote this article you know, for, for Lofty seemed to really understand, hey, you can get to where you're wanting to go uh, in life through this job, through this company. And they assure and they know that maybe it might be temporary where as boomers would want to stay the long haul, millennials are wanting stepping stones and maybe staying two, three years or five. You know, a lot of millennials seem to to really be uh, doing that instead of sticking it out or wanting to even stick it out for the long haul. So it really sounds to me like millennials in the workforce are looking to build their personal goals while working. Also, they value personal fulfillment over profits. It seems like millennials are really wanting to find something deeper in their lives. So Psalms 3410, I love the Passion Translation. And here's what it says. It says this, Even the strong and the wealthy grow weak and hungry, but those who passionately pursue the Lord will never lack any good thing. And I think to myself, when we look for fulfillment in these companies, we're always left with lack. I mean, there's this, um, this, this movement of justice towards, um, you know, people being um, marginalized by big companies and big corporations and valuing uh, profits over um, people. And we see that millennials are really at the forefront of kind of calling these things out and really demanding justice and really demanding these things to be heard. Um, and it's, it's what happens when you put your trust um, in the things of this world. But when we put our trust in the Lord, when we passionately pursue the Lord, it says we won't lack any good thing. When we delight ourselves in the Lord, when, when we seek his ways, when we seek his, his will for our lives, there's something actually even more fulfilling. And people who don't have the Lord, oh my gosh, I can't even imagine um, how how shifty that sand could be. Um, here's a, another article that I found. This is from Deloitte. So Deloitte is one of the big four uh, accounting organizations in the largest professional services network in the world by revenue and number of professionals with headquarters in London. So Deloitte surveyed 10,000 455 millennials born between 1983 and December of 1994 from 36 different countries and found what companies attribute keep full-time millennial employees loyal and which one encouraged them to look elsewhere for employment. The results found that 43% of millennials plan to leave their current jobs within two years and only 28% have plans to stay beyond five years. While salary is the expected explanation for the frequent company switches, it turns out other factors also play as a part in influencing millennial decision-making. According to the survey, millennials who work in large private sector organizations have lost faith in the ethics of these organizations over the last year. Of these perceived failures, there was a 17% decrease 
and, re- and respondents who believe that businesses behave in an ethical manner and a 16% increase in millennials who believe in their companies focus on their own agendas rather than considering society in general. Essentially, if a business wants to keep its millennial and Gen Z employees from leaving within two years, a dedication to tolerance and inclusivity in the workplace, as well as a focus on pay and job culture are all, too, are all important to consider. However, 44% of millennials still have faith in their business ability to enact meaningful change in society or believe business leaders are making a positive impact. <laughs> so this uh, article is really saying that millennials are really looking, this is where their ethics lie. When I say work ethics, I'm not just you know talking about you know how hard do they work or how loyal are they, but it's their ethics are you know, is this making an impact? Am I doing something good for society? Am I doing something good as a whole? (laughs) Am I doing something good? Am I doing something uh, that is meaningful? So what I get from this is that millennials are really looking and searching for something to give them purpose and for that purpose to make a difference in the world. It's really an issue of ethics for them of why they stay in jobs or maybe even why they could leave. So as Christians, how do we navigate through this? Especially as a Christian millennial, how do we view work? How do we view our jobs? Well, we first and foremost see it as a mission field, especially if you know you work in a, in a secular um, job, if you're working in, in something where the people aren't saved. Now, I love, I love, I, I haven't really, if this is your first time uh, listening to our, our podcast, or maybe this is, uh, this is our, our second podcast, and maybe uh, you really don't know who I am. Um, I am the young adults pastor at Emmanuel um, in Salina, Kansas, and I am so blessed to, to be able to work with such an amazing team and to really um, have Christ in the center of my work. There's so much fulfillment out of it, but maybe you don't have that and you work, you know, construction or maybe you work, um, you know, as a computer programmer or maybe you're an engineer or maybe you're a factory worker or a, a plumber, electrician, you know, whatever it is that you do, maybe you work, you know, with a lot of unsaved people. First and foremost, you know, your job is really your mission field to share the good news of Christ because unfortunately, especially if you're working around millennials, you know, it seems with all these articles and all of these studies that um, realistically they're going to be left down by their jobs and they're putting their faith in that because millennials truly want to do something meaningful, impactful to make, you know, a mark on society, you know, to, to truly do that, you know, and is it, uh, is it a sin to, to leave after a couple years? No, I don't believe that. I wouldn't say that it's a sin, but I think this is that if God has you somewhere planted, that you should stay there until God, you know, gives you that nudge or that peace for, for you to go. And I am so blessed that, um, my wife is so brave and so willing, um, to, to come on here and to share, uh, her perspective, her story, um, of 
us moving and literally I'll let her share. Um, but in the moment, uh, when we were, when she was looking for a job, um, we had no idea what, what to do. Again, we, we made our plans, but the Lord directed our steps. We had desires, but first and foremost, we gave them to the Lord and we asked God to open up the door. And, and here's one thing too, every job that I've ever stepped into or that my wife has, we've always prayed and we've always asked the Lord, Lord, um, what do you want? And God close any door that is not meant to be open and open doors that only you can open. That has always been our heart. That has always been our go-to and sort of our focus of God. This isn't about me. This is about you being glorified. And wherever I work, it's my mission field. And whatever I do, Lord, it's for your glory. It's for your honor in all things. And whatever my hand finds to do, I do it for the Lord. I do it to glorify him. I give it to, I give it to honor him. Everything, everything that I've ever done. And so we made the plans. Um, my, my wife, she works in as a case manager now. And during the time we, you know, she put in a bunch of applications and didn't hear from anybody. Um, and she, you know, had different interviews, nothing panned out. And then as we were literally moving, we made the choice that we were going to move with only my salary and we were going to move and we we're going to trust in God and we we're going to have faith. We're going to step out and um, no matter what it looks like, but we were going to give God the glory and we were going to trust in him that this is where he was leading us, directing us, and that this is um, where God was. And literally, um, hopefully I'm not spoiling this, but literally on our on the car ride coming to Kansas is when she got the phone call to say, hey, do you actually want the job and literally we were like oh god like we gave this like we both looked at each other gave this like sigh of relief like oh things are gonna be okay like everything is gonna be all right thank you jesus thank you thank you thank you thank you we are so relieved and so literally that is what we did and that's what we did we stepped out on faith for our jobs and we trusted in the lord so I really don't want to steal your thunder, but Val, do you think you could uh, share with everybody kind of your side of um, kind of the journey? So hi, everybody. Let me introduce myself. <laughs> hi, I'm Val. Um, I'm Nathaniel's lovely, wonderful wife. Yes, she is. Um, and I just came on to share my story, share my story of really living by faith and um, walking by faith. Um, so pretty much prior to moving to Kansas, um, when we were in Pennsylvania, um, we, I started looking for employment and I started applying, sending my resume everywhere and I continued to get shut down or I would get the excuse of, oh no, it's too far away. We can't hire you. Um, and it was kind of disappointing because, you know, you, you would want to get a job right away, um, because you want to have that financial security, um, before you move into a new place. Um, so continuing to apply and stuff. And, um, I got an interview with the, pretty much with a government position. And I said, Lord, you know, this is it. Like we're almost there and we have, we're moving and I really need a job. I, 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 I trust you. 
But, you know, sometimes when we say, I trust you, Lord, we put the but in there. Mm. Um, and instead pretty much saying, I trust you, Lord, but I need the, I need, we need to get this done. Or I trust you, Lord, but I have, we can, I, I can figure this out. Um, and so we were actually going and I did the interview process and everything and actually, um, put my resignation in for my job. And, um, we pretty much weeks prior, we were, um, packing and moving to Kansas. And at that moment, I just say, you know what, God, I, I'm, we're moving and it's just up to you now. Like I did my part. I did I did the interview. I said it's just up to you. And if you want me to get this job, you will you will give it to me. Um and I'm going to walk by faith. And um one of the one of the things that my parents always taught me was um you walk by faith not by sight. Um and my parents are my heroes of faith. They've been stepping in faith um every time in their journey. So for me, this was also a challenge to be able to step in faith and move to a new place um, and and really just say, God, I really trust you with my whole life. Um, and I trust you with, with this part of my life. And so we were driving to Kansas and um, my phone rang and I see it. And this is, it's Salina. And, and I was telling Nathaniel, Nathaniel's like, answer it, answer it. So I answered it, and um, it was one of the supervisors from that job that I did the interview, and he offered me the position. And I said yes without any hesitation. I had so much peace in my heart to just say yes because I knew God was giving this to me. Um, And walking in faith, it takes chances, takes risks. Even when you might be hitting brick walls, uh, God is, is fighting for you. Um, ahead to open those the right door for you. Yeah. So I really encourage you if you're in a season where um, you really don't know what's going to happen next, or if you're transitioning, or or if you're really asking God for the next, um, because we are a generation of of living in the next. Um, and if you are if you're in that season of of asking God those questions, I encourage you um, knock on doors, but a step in faith. Um, when you step in faith, you you step in obedience because that really gives God a full surrender um, to really place you out of your comfort zone, but also to have you grow mm-hmm. in Him. So that is a little part of my heart for everybody. I hope everybody enjoyed it. Um, and here's my lovely husband. <laughs> no, thank you so much. Um, yeah, we were just really, really talking about... Um, you know, millennials and like you said, millennials are always looking for that next step, that next thing. And I was I was talking today with, with someone of I feel like I am understanding now um, that I am supposed to live in today, not so much in what's next, but to enjoy right now in this moment here. So I'd like to leave you with this word of encouragement. It seems like there seems to be this generation war between boomers and millennials, millennials and boomers. And here's what I know is the Bible says that older men teach the younger men, older women teach the younger women. And we as millennials, we need to really 
understand and know. When I was a teenager, I thought, man, shoot, my parents, they have no idea what I'm going through. (laughs) And now that I'm an adult, I'm like, why did I not go to my parents for more advice? Why did I not go to them for my cares and my worries more, you know? And here's the thing is millennials find an older person who you trust, who you know has wisdom and really, really glean from them, really kind of um, take down, jot down notes. The older generation have gone through things that um, are much different than what we're going through. And they have experiences that we maybe will never go through or maybe we're even going through now. They have so much wisdom to impart. An older generation please, please, please don't just yell at us to get off of your grass. (laughs) Be our teachers. We want to learn. We we want to to be better. We want to have purpose. And it seems like maybe we're a little bit misunderstood by each other. Both boomers, millennials, Gen X, Gen Z, whatever you are, whoever you are, we all have different thought patterns and we have all different processes and we have all different ways and outlooks on life. And when it comes to work and the ethics of that, it seems like there's a little bit of tension and it seems like we're not really on the same field at times. So let's agree to disagree and let's look to see how we can impact each other in, in good ways in good ways and millennials when you're looking for jobs when you're looking for work and your purposes look look to the lord and look to the scripture i want to leave you with one last scripture psalm 37 23 the berean study bible says this this is this is amazing it says the steps of a man or woman are ordered by the lord who takes delight in his journey i love that when we delight in the lord he orders our steps when we're mindful of God and, and we, we ask God, God, shut those doors, open those doors. And we step out on faith. Um, he is faithful and just. He is amazing. He's a good father. He doesn't want us to, to, to lack. The Bible says, I've never seen the righteous forsaken or, or their seed begging for bread. God wants to bless. He wants to bless his children. And he wants you to have purpose in your work. And he wants you to have purpose in your job, whatever that looks like. And when you delight in him, when you ask questions, when you pray, when you seek him for the right answers, when you seek him um, for what to do, when you seek him for his will, you'll find him. And when you knock, doors will be open or they'll be closed. And if they're closed, it's for a really good reason. And it's because God knows. So thank you. To all who listen to this podcast, I hope you were blessed and encouraged um, and that you loved. um, My wife was very nervous, a little nervous. I don't want to say very nervous, a little nervous. She said, I don't want to I don't want to sit and and go over the whole podcast. I just want to sit and just share my story and go if that's all right. So I said, hey. Whatever you feel comfortable with, I am so blessed to have her. She is such an amazing wife. I love her with all of my heart. So signing off of the Young Christian Podcast, until next time.